The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. For boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WINNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is daily fantasy sports simplified. All you have to do is pick your favorite player over and unders to cash in. Head on over to prizefix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match. And next, we're brought to you by PropSwap. PropSwap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head on over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And next, we're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that allows you to sync your fantasy football league and bet on head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head on over to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. And finally, we're brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's S-O-B-E-T slash SGPN. And speaking of apps, do not forget to download the SGPN app because it's your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. It's right there in the palm of your hand. Download the SGPN app wherever it is you download apps. Hi, ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You may know it as the Gumby and the, Gumby and the Juice show, but it's we've actually changed the name now. We're not no longer AKA Gumby and the Juice. We're AKA Raw Dog and Gumby. <laughs> Raw Dog is the new nickname that I, your host, Jeff Fox, has picked up. Uh, Gumby will remain Gumby, our beloved, lovable Gumby. Um, of course, this episode has to be dedicated to the big man in red. No, not not Satan. We already already dedicated an episode to Satan earlier on. We, we still love Satan around here. Don't worry. But no, uh, we're going to swap some letters around in that name. We're going to dedicate it to Santa because this is tis the season for Santa. Whether you're believing Santa or not, it's foolish if if you uh, don't believe in him because you're not going to get anything in your stocking. So. Um, what you, y'all are going to get in your stocking today is another amazing episode, of course, of the MMA Gambling Podcast. Um, let's introduce, uh, I guess this guy's been a pretty good boy this year, I guess, so maybe he'll get something decent um, from Santa this year. Um, he is the Gumby of the Raw Dog and Gumby show. He would be Daniel Gumby Vreeland. I, I like this shtick where you're just going to steal a different fighter's yep. uh, nickname every time. But I will say, I appreciate... Not every time, no. I, I can't say every time. Only when an amazing one jumps out, like Raw Dog. Yeah. But go well, ahead. But I'm, I'm hoping you continue the trajectory of, like, better and better fighters. Because, yep. no offense to Juliana Rosa, but maybe not the... Maybe not the best fighter on the roster, and you you upgraded to Brandon Royval. Um, yes, Royval, who you're a big mark for, you you uh, admitted recently. He just so happens to be on the Top Turtle MMA podcast this week, so... Oh, yes. Look at that. Well, there we go. There's our first <laughs> There's our first, um, our first match on the Top Turtle podcast, which will, that will be your Christmas gift. You can plug your damn other podcast as many times as you like, Dan. 
But the real question is, will you get the name of the third podcast right? It's Prelim Primer, I believe. <laughs> Look at that. There you go. See, I got it this time. I was struggling uh, as of late, though. So um, what else do you hope Santa brings you this year? Uh, Dan, what else? I'm, I'm not much for, I'm not much for like, gifts. I don't really like getting given gifts. I don't like being the center of attention, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. No, I, 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 I can that. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't even like my birthday. I try to not let anybody know it's my birthday, uh, except, except for my family. Someone announced it this year for you. Yeah, somebody announced it this year. But uh, apart from that, yeah, I'm usually kind of quiet. So I, I enjoy giving others presents. How about that? That's my favorite present. One As that I, I give. Okay. One that I give. Well, what do what do the little ones like uh, for Christmas this year? What is hip with the kids? My kids ask for cash, which is much fun. Ooh, yeah, but, that's that's way yeah. less fun. No, yeah. my kids, my my oldest right now is super into Spider Man. He runs around pretending to be Spider Man probably five hours out of the day. Um, so yeah, and then the Amazing Spider Man. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> yes, and and the other five hour, uh, another five hours he spends doing pretend podcasts with uh, Uncle Jeff, right? He does that. He does some uh, pretend MMA too. He he calls oh, it doing he calls it doing takedowns, uh, nice. which, which is pretty phenomenal. Which We've is something him. you're not good at. Yeah, no, he's much better at him. Uh, he even puts his uh, he, he's got like a stuffed Conor McGregor that he puts up against the cage and takes down. Um, but he lets not too hard he, though, is it? No, it's not for him. But you know, we wanted to start him off easy as he was young, build up his confidence, um, and he likes. Uh, he likes to have that grinding style where he's like a heavy wrestler type holding people up against the cage. Amazing. Not my favorite type to watch, but, you know, it's no. effective. Yep. Very. So he likes better. What about, does the little one have any taste yet? He's still um, little. Yeah, he's still kind of little. He's not even two yet. So, I mean, like his taste is pretty much like what's older brother doing. That's cool. Um, yep. And as long as against the cage. Yeah. He. Well, we have a, a smaller <laughs> – it's not Conor McGregor. It's Ronda Rousey. It's oh, Ronda nice. Rousey that he gets the hold uh, while while Jack's uh, taking down Conor. That, that's that's harder to uh, she's harder one to take down I think than Conor. Yeah, but she, she's also much smaller, so it's it's helpful. It's true. <laughs> she very before you know it, you, you had headlock takedown. You're getting armbarred. It's over. So that kid kid better be careful. That's yeah, he's he, he's being careful. He's protecting his elbows. Yeah. All right, so we have we're, we come bearing gifts no matter what. You uh, celebrate this time of year. Hopefully, you celebrate something because, especially the way the world is right now, we need to celebrate something. So, regardless of what you celebrate, hopefully, um, we will be, we will be bringing you gifts this episode, gifts of fights, gifts of fights that we want to see um, for every weight class in the UFC, and hopefully, well, not hopefully. I'm, I'm curious as to whether we will both pick a same fight in any of these weight classes. That would be interesting. I'm sure we'll at least hit on the same fighter, but same fight maybe a little uh the odds on that would be a much higher I, w- I would suspect yeah i think so although i will say I, I think it might be pretty shocking if we get the same fighter for a lot of these because for some of them i went with like matchups that like okay so i'm gonna have the person who you like jokingly refer to as my favorite fighter all the time in the fight yep. for sure um, yep. And then other ones you will find, and sometimes I have two of those people in the same fight, uh, willing to force them to fight themselves each other. Um, but then in other ones, like I have one pick that I think you're going to be ridiculously surprised on because I g- genuinely dislike both of them. Um, but I think the style matchup would just be so intriguing and it would be so meaningful, and I just had to put it on there. That really doesn't limit it because you really don't like a lot of people, it seems. 
you're, yeah, you're very, I, I say, very grinchy. I will say in terms of you trying to predict what I have on my list uh, for today, you should know that none of the picks that I made were intended to be squash matches. Uh, I, I did okay, not yeah. at any point in time pick any fights where I thought one person would just blast this other person I can't stand. Um, all of them come from a place of either being, I think, really intriguing to a division or really intriguing stylistically. None of them there being, I hope one of these people gets badly hurt. <laughs> Which is what you usually hope for. Um, yeah, so, there no, so, I, so I didn't put Macy Barber anywhere on there. Oh, that's that's who I was thinking you were dancing around, but okay, interesting. interesting. I thought about putting her at heavyweight up against Francis Ngannou, but then I thought that that was probably in poor taste. That, yeah, that may <laughs> – I don't know if she could double her weight in time for that. That may be um, – Justin Toffa might be able to help her with that, but that, that may be a bit of a stretch. Justin Toffa, the, the patron, patron saint of the uh, MMA Gambling Podcast because he came in overweight for heavyweight. I guess Macy Barber could be – um, the female um, side of, uh, of that coin for us, correct? Because she came in heavier than anyone's ever come in before, too. So oh, you mean, we'll you, mean to... Macy, you mean no, Macy? Sorry. Shun, too many Macy's going on. Yes, yeah, she's yeah. to fight Barber. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe that wouldn't be a squash. Who knows? But yeah, Chase Song will be the other uh, patron saint of our podcast because she came in overweight somehow for the highest weight class as well. Fun yeah, stuff. I, I think it's different, though. One's very chunky and one is just like, Obviously has tall. to cut a lot of weight because she's yes. very tall and very muscular, and they don't yeah. have, like, a real big weight glass for her. So, um, And she took the fight on short notice. Tafa knew this fight was coming. Yes, and yet – oh, he water-loaded, though, Dan. That, that was his excuse. So You can use whatever excuse you want. <laughs> you, shouldn't, like, you, uh, you shouldn't have to water-load to get down to 265, should you? When you're I, not really that tall. <laughs> look, I, I have a little bit of sympathy for, like, all of the tough times that, like, Brock Lesnar and Shane Carwin and guys yes. like that had to cut. But when you look like Justin Taza, like, just, cut, just, like, carry 10 less pounds of fat on you. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and I know, like, every single person listening is like, yeah, I could probably cut 10 pounds of fat off myself, too. But I'm, I like pizza and ice cream too much. And I sympathize with that. I also like pizza and ice cream quite a bit. Um, but also, like, if it was my job to weigh a certain amount and I got paid less if I didn't weigh that certain yeah. amount, like, I would weigh that amount all the time. Like, like yeah. it, and granted, don't get me wrong, like, some people have to cut weight, and that's just part of life. But, like, he shouldn't have to looking like he does. But, yeah, we still love him. We love him more. We love him more. Yeah, I love him more. He's, will, I, I hope he's willing he to give up. Time. He's willing <laughs> to give up 30% or 20 to 30% of his pay just so he – can eat eat more that's that's dedication i bet you he comes in five pounds under next time though hey yeah you should you'd hope so yeah. you'd hope like so. i i do think and with him too like i the type of person he is i don't think he's going to come in over again yeah you'd hope not so um any news that we should i'm trying to think is there any news we should hit on before we dive into things uh chelsea and beat people up it's not really interesting um Right after complaining that other people beat people up? Yes. Yeah, well, it's beating your wife up and supposedly, uh, allegedly what he did is a little different, but still, yes. Um, I don't think there's any homophobes this week, which is good. Um, no fascists or anything. No, what else? We're anti, uh, we're anti-homophobes for sure. What else do we do declare we're anti in this? We're anti probably fascism right are we actually yeah, fascists in this podcast yeah, yeah nobody nobody likes a fascist <laughs> um what uh, we were 
I can't remember what, what do we keep going on that we're anti um we're anti we're anti uh, genocide but we're okay we're with genocide that's it I don't think there's any I'm sure there's plenty of genocide out there but none that none none reported at least that, that I can remember so I, I guess there's no one we have to call out this week which is good so um maybe we'll dip right into our uh stockings and open our gifts and, and see what what we got or what we're giving uh for Christmas uh, but first I'm giving you TickPick. I'm giving you all the information on TickPick. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, in case Dan gets a little uh, too excited here. College football's championship weekend is behind us. A bowl season is almost upon us. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the Internet for tickets to see your favorite team play in their bowl game this winter. Because TickPick, T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as, you go, as your go-to for all tickets for NCAA football and NFL concerts, NBA, and more. That's what we decided we were going to go uh, down to, I think, the bayou. We decided we are going to go to Louisiana and um, watch college football through TickPick um, sometime in the future, Dan, right? You're going to uh, introduce me to all your bayou relatives, right? Uh, you, yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. <laughs> It'll happen. TickPick got rid of all those office service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which left them guaranteed the best prices in all of their college football tickets. Don't believe it. If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. So remember, T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K.com slash SGP. That's TickPick.com slash SGP. Also, don't forget about prize picks, the, the spot that Dan's been giving you winning picks. I can't remember if he gave you winning picks this time. We'll, we'll say he did last time because I – goes in one year and out the other. Uh, Price Fix is the easy way to play Daily Fantasy. Daily Fantasy Simplified. You pick two to five players and over-under on the projections, and you can win up to ten times on any entry. Use promo code SGP, naturally, and not the naturally part, just SGP. And receive 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Price Fix has a ton of stats to choose from, a buttload of stats, you could say, including yards, receptions, touchdowns, fantasy points, and more. Price picks allows mixed board entries. You can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes and every in the same entry. Price picks offers every sport you can think of, like NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Price picks has an award-winning, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. It is 4.8 star rated in the App Store with rave reviews. Price picks entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. And you're going to withdraw a bunch of winnings because Dan's going to give you some winning picks right now. Go. So I'm going to take on Dan Thursday. On Thursday, yeah, I'm ready. On Thursday night, uh, San Francisco is playing Tennessee. Uh, as long as we don't get a uh, COVID delay as we have been getting no, over in, the, it, in the football world. Uh, I'm going to take the over on two people's receiving yards for San Francisco. I'm going to take the over on Kittle, uh, who's only projected for 64 and a half. And for some reason, they have Debo Samuel only listed at 40 and a half. That's probably one catch for him with the, the length of catches he gets. So I like those. And then also I'm going to take on Sunday, the Patriots are playing the Bills. And I'm going to take the under on Mac Jones passing yards because, man, sometimes the Patriots just decide he does not need to throw at all. And against uh, Buffalo, I, I think if he even tries, he's going to be having a tough time. So under 205 and a half passing yards for Mac Jones, along with the overs on Kittle and Samuel. There you go. Take those picks, run over to pricepicks.com, promo code SGP, 100% deposit match. Make lots of money, thanks to Dan, and buy him lots of presents, because as he said at the top, he loves presents. Um, you DM me, I'll give you his address, and you can send him lots of presents. Sound good, Dan? Sure, sure. As, as, long as, as long as the presents are nice, I, I suppose I could, I could take presents. 
Actually, no. <laughs> don't don't worry about DMing me. I'll just put his his address out on Twitter when I'm done here. Okay. And now that I now that, that I don't that I don't. Want. <laughs> All right. Let's let's jump into it. Let's start with the ladies. The ladies first. Um, this will go lowest to highest weight class. Does that work for you? Yeah, that that works for me. All right, let's do women's strawweight. We'll let you go first, Dan. Who do you want to see fight in women's strawweight, and briefly why? So this might be a little bit of a cop-out, but the fight I had been looking forward to the most, and I, when we mentioned this uh, topic last week, I think you said we would be doing it, or, or maybe on Sunday you said we'd be doing it. Um, I immediately thought I wanted to see Rose Navajunas and Carlos Esparza in the rematch. Wow, we hit already, dude. Is, is that already it. the one you had? That's yeah, my pick. I mean, we like, already That's no fun. It's the, it's, it's one the obvious that, one. It's the obvious one. And it's obvious for like seven or eight different reasons, right? Like, yep. first of all, like Rose lost the first one by not being able to outgrapple Carla. And clearly Rose has made way bigger progressions than Carla has. We saw Carla get eviscerated by Joanna Jan Jacek. And we saw Car- Rose, you know, put it on John Jacek for a few rounds. And, there's still that question about what happens when Rose fights an elite wrestler because she has been beating the hell out of the top of the division. You know, she beat Jessica Andrade. She beat Weili Chang. She beat uh, Yuan Yan Jacek. None of them are, like, elite-level grapplers, though. Um, and she, like, really hasn't fought that person in the UFC since she fought Carla Esparza all those years ago. So... There's still, like, a question, like, is Carla the right one to, like, take her down and, and control her? And, you know, has Rose progressed enough since then? There's so many questions, but the really cool part of it is, is like, it's getting to see the first ever title match replayed after both of them have, like, figured more out about themselves. I mean, to me, it's kind of an obvious answer, and I'm so happy Dana White finally said this is 100% what they're making next. Yes. Yeah, um, this is the one that I picked. Uh, like I said earlier, I picked this one too. I'm big on fighters getting what what they deserve, and uh, as far as it definitely is like the clear cut um, number one. Um, other than uh, Weili Zhang, who's already had it, just had a crack at the at the uh, at the title again. She's the obvious obvious choice here, and I, I just I don't like people getting passed over for who knows for stupid stupid reasons or Dana White. Whatever's going on in Dana White's brain. So uh, this is this is the obvious uh, pick and uh, deserving pick. Plus, like Dan said, it's the, the whole matchup um, style matchup is is intriguing. Plus the fact that um, they fought before and the current champ lost. Like there's there's lots of things going into this, which made this the the pick for me. Uh, I see they haven't officially made, uh, announced when it's going to happen. You'd hope. I guess Rose isn't, doesn't fight super often. I was going to say you'd hope first quarter, but who knows. Um, if that's going to happen first quarter 2022 or not. Um, set a line on it, Dan. What's your line for this fight? It's got to be Rose negative 200. And who's winning it? Uh, Rose, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I'd pick Rose over probably. just about anybody right now. Yep. I think that's probably probably the way to go. All right. So that's your first present. All right. Let's move up to women's flyweight. I'll go first this time. This is uh, – uh, this one, I, I picked a fighter – I'm intrigued and I want to see fight. Um, I, want, I want to see fight uh, upper echelon fighters, and that would be Manon Fioro. Um, and I want to see her fight someone who else who strikes also. So I'm having her go against the surgeon, I guess you could say, two fights in a row, Andrea KGB Lee. I think that would be an interesting matchup. Um, like style-wise, 
it would be a test to see if Fiero is, is the real deal, as, as we're all suspecting that she is. Plus, it could possibly act as a de facto number one contender fight uh, to go up against Valentina Shevchenko next. So I was thinking Chukagian, but I would rather see Lee fight uh, Fiero. So Fiero versus Lee is my choice. Well, I, I picked almost the same thing as you, and for almost the same reason. I did yeah. pick Manal Firo as well. I think she 100% is, like, one of the most exciting people to fight in that division. Uh, however, I picked the person who's better than Andrea Lee and who yep. fights with a more fun, more explosive style than Andrea Lee, and that's Talia Santos. I was looking uh, right at her name as you were as you were talking. I'm like, I'm yeah. one. Yep, yeah, I like I, that too. Yeah, I, I just think... So I, I think Firo and Santos probably both really put a beat down on Andrea Lee. I think Andrea Lee's yep, good, just, but I, I don't think she's as good as those two. Um, maybe that's why I matched them up, eh? Yeah, <laughs> to let, let Manol Firo get it done. Against, yep. uh, yeah. But yeah, um, Santos is probably a better pick now that I'm, I'm thinking of it more, but yes, go and, ahead. And, and it's super exciting stylistically because I think both of them do a lot of the same like fun things as far as like kicks and works in the clinch together. Andrea Lee is a little bit different. She's a little bit more of like a standard looking boxer type. Um, whereas these two both like, you know, they have like kickboxing backgrounds that are good at that. And, and both of them are sneaky good at wrestling too, which I think is um, kind of another fun thing. I also will just say before we move out of the women's flyweight division, I had the worst time not picking Aaron Blanchfield here because I yeah. wanted to pick Aaron Blanchfield so bad. But I just like couldn't think of anything that wasn't like, throwing her to the top of the division immediately at 22 years old or murdering somebody like Macy Barber. Um, Which I like, thought would be where you'd go. Yeah. But, but I, I guess you do that do every other episode anyway. So yeah, I tried not to do that. I tried to pick people who I liked to see fight or I thought were like really meaningful or really fun stylistically. And you know, like I don't find Macy Barber fun to watch stylistically. Like the only time I derive joy from her fights is watching uh, her get controlled nonstop by Roxanne Matafari. So, um, yeah, like, I, I guess as a backup one, you could have, I could have probably gotten Aaron Blanchfield and Casey O'Neill. That probably would have been fun as yeah. hell, too. Um, but we complain like, about stuff like that, though, right? Yeah, well, I, I, I would probably complain, in all honesty, I would probably complain if they booked Manol Firo versus Talia Santos, because, like, both of them yeah. should just beat up somebody like Andrew uh, Lee. Andrea Caitlin Chokagian, Lauren Murphy. And then you have two uh, contenders that way. If yeah, it, it, exactly. And, and Casey O'Neill's about to do that with Roxanne Matafari. Um, so, like, right. they're, they're doing the right thing and getting the fresh blood to the top and probably shouldn't make a fight like this. But if, if there's one I wanted to see happen because it would be, like, a lot of fun to watch, definitely this one. All right, Firo Lee, what's the line on that? Uh, Firo Lee or um, so for Both. your for your pick for Firo yep. Lee, um, I mean Firo should be a massive favorite. Uh, I, I'd say Firo negative two fifty favorite. Um, Mano okay, the other one. Manol Firo versus Santos. I actually think Santos would probably be the favorite, but probably not a big favorite. We're talking like negative one thirty five or negative one forty, and mostly just because she's already fought named opponents, like big name right. opponents. Um, like nothing stylistically tells me this wouldn't be like a coin flip matchup. Um, but like, you know, the fact that one is one in, against big names and the other one is not, uh, I think you wind up seeing Santos as a slight favorite there. Yeah. I don't know how I over, overlooked her when I was going through my list here, but she is um, so much fucking fun to watch too. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like after her first fight, cause she lost her first fight in the UFC. Am I wrong about that? And it was like a really boring yeah. wrestling yeah. decision to Mara Buena Silva or something like that or 
one of those women with like three names. Um, but like she, I, I think I wrote her off after that. And like, she continuously surprises me and how good she is. Mara Romero Borello, Borello, excuse me. So it, it was a three name person. It was a three name one, but I had the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, odds that we're going to, that we would see this fight. I fear, fear, neither of, None, none of the three people we have in here have have a fight booked at this point, right? As far as I know. Oh, wait a minute. Fioro's fighting Jessica I. Yeah. Fioro's actually sure. fighting the, the movement they ought to do for people. Like, Jessica yeah. I fits in that same sentence, right, with, yep. you know, the, the Caitlin Chirkagians and the Lauren Murphys, the older, right. been at the top of the division for a while once. So they're doing the right thing there. They'll probably do the right thing with Santos. She'll probably fight. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Santos Chirkagian booked, like, tomorrow. Although I think yeah. Chokagian already has a fight booked, weirdly. Um, really? She hasn't yeah. fought ever, it seems. Yeah, I think she's fighting on that uh, Francis Ngannou pay-per-view, um, if I'm not mistaken. Google will, I mean, uh, Wikipedia will tell me. Wikipedia is my friend. She's fighting Jennifer Maya. Yes, you're correct. Jennifer Maya. Again, another matchup. At the first see. event of the year. Yeah. Right. Well, a matchup we don't need to see about people at the no. top of the division. You know, like you yeah. throw Viviana Rio's name in there of people who you could have Santos fight or things like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, so I I think we probably won't see any of these matchups, but uh, that's the fun with with making the ones that we would like to see. Sometimes we don't get them. Exactly. You can get whatever you want over at WinBet. Segway, ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive exclusive would be the word. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Plus, uh, the new bonuses I've been telling you about they have include New Year's just can bet a dollar to win 100 in any sport. Plus, you, I'm talking you, listener, can get up to 1500 bucks as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, a win bet will match you 200%. Sample, you bet 100, you'll get a $200 free bet. Max wager match is 750 bucks, so they'll match at 1500. Dan's gonna tell you what you're gonna pick with that money. It's getting very, very difficult because we have <laughs> it's about NBA games. <laughs> if it's NBA, because you have um, Isaiah Thomas is back, not the old Isaiah Thomas, but the younger Isaiah Thomas. Lance Stevenson's back. Joe Johnson's back. Um, Blast from the past are, are the league are calling up. So I may still have my chance, Dan. Um, I've been overlooked for, what, 23 years. Maybe I'm finally going to get my chance. I'm waiting for those guys who just showed up on the all or the the Hall of Fame ballot to, to get you signed. Know. Do they yep. DQ themselves if they get re-signed? Because like, you have to be yeah. gone for five years, right? No, <laughs> I, I was – Jordan was in the Hall of Fame before he came back, or maybe he wasn't. No, no, no he sure. was not. No, no he wasn't. You got you to be out for five years. Yeah, five years, right. He wasn't out five. Anyhow. All right. So I'm, what, I'm just saying Manu, Manu Ginobili might come back is all I'm You saying. never know. <laughs> um, I'll, take the, I'll take the Suns over the Warriors on Christmas yeah. Day. Yeah. Because they're, they're red hot. They haven't seemed to deal with too much in terms of COVID injury, and um, Devin Booker's back. So that's, that's yep. enough for me. And they – Beat that train wreck, uh, dumpster fire, clown car team, the Lakers last night. Wow, the, Lakers, <laughs> the Lakers are something else, let me tell you. Uh, they're very interesting to watch. Um, so remember, WinBet, great promos, odds, and pants are happening right now. WinBet from Booster Parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport. 
We have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. All right, let's go. Uh, featherweight slash bantamweight. I don't think any of us are going to – oh, featherweight will pick what? Norma Dumont and Amanda Nunes, right? They're the two well, featherweights? I, well, I put Norma <laughs> Dumont in my 35-1. All right, so. go ahead then. Go right <laughs> I, ahead. I, I put Norma Dumont that. getting back into the um, bantamweight division and fighting Ketlin Vieta. Um, okay, I yep. think I think they're both – Kind of fun. Uh, I mean, this division has so few people. I, I do re- like watching Jessica Rose Clark, too. I feel like that needs to be mentioned, but I couldn't find anybody yep. who would be, like, a really exciting, fitting matchup for right now. Whereas these two, they're both, like, big. They're both really strong. They're both fun to watch strike with a little bit of grappling. They're, like, prospecty, mostly just because people are, like, we're not sure if whoever the champ is by the time they get there will be able to deal with their size because they are huge. Um, so much so that Norma Dumont has had to fight a bunch up at uh, featherweight, but I think she could probably make 35 again. I think her and Ketlin Vieta would be fun, um, but I don't, I don't know necessarily that she will come back down because she can now just stay up there and get her title fight. Especially now, it seems like Kayla Harrison talk has kind of been quelched. Well, how about Vieira going up and the two of them fighting for a chance at, at the number one contender? Yeah, that works. That works for me yep. too. I mean, like it's funny to say number one contender spot. Like it's not going to be tied <laughs> up with with Amanda Nunes just fighting uh, Juliana Pena, Pena a second or a third time because that's what's going to happen next. Is like she's going to Holly. beat Juliana Pena. They're going to force oh, her to fight Juliana Pena again, um, and then she'll probably fight Valentina Shevchenko. And uh, whoever is an actual contender in either of these two divisions is just going to sit around and wait. Yeah, that could very well be the case. Okay, what's your line on this fight and who's going to win? I think I'd pick Ketlin Vieta to win. Well, Norma Dumont has had a couple of good showings in a row. I I just don't necessarily believe she's – I mean, like, remember, she's somebody who, like, got badly knocked out by Megan Anderson, who – well, I like to make an Anderson, maybe not like the flashiest, strongest striker. Um, and Ketlin Vieta hits harder than Megan Anderson. So I'm going to say Ketlin Vieta would be a decent favorite, like the negative 165 to 170 range probably. Um, and I would pick her to win too. Okay, I'm picking a grudge match. I usually don't buy into these things, but I want to see Aspen Ladd and Misha Tate fight, even though uh, Tate just – uh, backed down and says that she won't fight her. But um, not just for the grudge match aspect of it. Uh, Tate showed last fight against the aforementioned Vieira that, that she still has gas and take, can still hang in there. And I think this would be a, not really a bounce back fight for Aspen Lab, but um, it would be a, another tough matchup for a young fighter like her and um, and uh, another scalp to put on her resume. So I'm going to go Lad and Tate. I like that fight, too. I actually thought about it, and then I just took the two people who just beat him. So, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, what's what's like, your line? Lad, obviously minus something. Ooh, would Lad come in? So here's the thing. Uh, if, if I'm picking who I think ought to be a favorite, I, I think I would pick Lad, and I'd probably pick Lad to win the fight, too. But I yeah. actually think the odds might wind up favoring Misha Tate in that fight. Um yeah. For a couple of reasons. Number one, she's got the name value there, um, and, and the money always comes in on the name. And I would also say that her last performance instills a whole lot more uh, 
like enthusiasm and positive nature than Aspen Lads did. Right, like yep. just the mental aspect of, of Aspen Lads last fight might have her come in as an underdog. So I, I'm gonna say I, I'm gonna say it wouldn't shock me to see him at even money because like I said, Lad should be a favorite and then you got all those factors working against her. Yep. Fair enough. All right, that's the women's flyweights uh, would be my turn to go first. Okay. I I was searching around for someone for <laughs> what are you laughing at? I, I can't believe you're actually going are you're still talking about women's flyweight? No, <laughs> no, no, flyweight, flyweight. Oh, you said flyweight. I thought you said I'm featherweight. Me, yes, men's right. men's flyweight. No, not women's featherweight. Excuse me. Um Kai Kara France is not a woman. Um I would search around for someone for him to fight because obviously I want to see him fight again after his last performance. I want him to have a, a number one contender fight against Askar Askarov. Uh, classic grappler striker matchup, and I think the winner would be the uh, rightful next contender and a very interesting next contender for whoever comes out of the Morano Figueredo fight. So I want uh, Kai, Kara France, Askar Askarov. I like that fight too because it, it answers a question. Like, yep. you know, Shockwave Dave's one of his favorite sayings is like, "Good matchmaking always answers a question," and that answers the question of like, is Kayakara France just a good boxer, or can he also defend a takedown and force people to fight his fight? Um, because that's really hard to do against Asker Askarov, and if he can do that. Um, he might be trouble for Brandon Moreno, um, which actually I talked to Brandon Roy Ball about, about whether or not Kai Kara Franz would give Brandon Moreno trouble, uh, which he actually thinks he would, uh, which is really, really interesting as somebody who fought both of those people. Um, yeah, I, I like that fight. Here's where I went. So first of all, I had to take your namesake. I had to pick uh, Raw Dog, Brandon Royval. Uh, yes. Um, I thought you meant he, Jeff Molina, but yes. yes. No, no, Raw no, no, Dog, no. Of course. Raw, Raw Dog's got to be in there. And I want to see him fight, uh, especially after his last two performances, Manel Cap. Um, yep. So, I so, was about Cap too. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like, I when he came to the UFC, I was like, dude, he's instantly top five. Like, I loved what he did in Ryzen. I, I, and he was doing it at Bantamweight. And now I'm like, he's going to come down to flyweight and just ruin people. And he looked really lackluster in his first two fights. And granted, one of them was against Pantoja. So that's a a tough fight right there. But since then, he has looked exactly like what I thought he is. And that means these two are like the future of the division. I I still really believe in Roy Vall, who will be fighting on the first card of the year as well. Um, I'm trying to remember who exactly he's fighting now. Oh, he's fighting Rogerio Bontarine, which is kind of a fun fight too. Um, but I think Cap would be a fun one because they both love the strike. They both got the power. Royval falls back on his grappling sometimes when other people engage him. I'm not sure Cap would. It, it's like a really fun stylistic matchup, and it would show us so much about which of these two is like ready for the top of the division. Yeah, this would be maybe a not next, but next next uh, fight. Um, the winner of that would probably be one fight away from a title shot, perhaps. Would, would get somebody like Alex. Per- Perez or, yep. uh, you know, the winner of Alex Perez and Matt Schnell, which I know has been booked four times and not actually happened. Um, but somebody like that, yeah. Or, you know, Figueredo coming off of a loss. Uh, should he lose in January? You know, Raw Dog versus Figueredo would be a fun fight uh, if he were to get by um, Bontarine and then Cap. Yep. All right. Uh, lines and winners for our two fights, Dan. 
Um, for your one, I think Asker Askarov comes in as a pretty large favorite. Um, as much as I like Kaikara France in his boxing, like uh, you remember Askarov just you know manhandled Joseph Benavidez, a guy known pretty well for his wrestling. I bet you uh, Askarov comes in at like negative two fifty, maybe pretty substantial favorite. Um, yep. in the fight I'm talking about, I actually think we might see if it were booked today. Um, as a planned fight with full fight camps and, you know, Royval obviously didn't have this one planned with Bontarine, which is coming up. I actually think Cap would come in as a favorite. Um, he, he's, you know, he's coming off two fight winning streak, uh, Royval's two fight losing streak and granted against much higher competition, but you know, the, the trajectory there is, is leaning towards Cap and I'd say like only probably plus 120, but so it'd be close, but I, I think it would be. A lot of fun, nevertheless. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And just announced Jesse Jess, Jessica Rose Clark, set to meet Stephanie Egger on February 19th. So you just mentioned how she didn't have anything lined up, and now she does, Dan, just like that. Yeah, I, I, uh, that, that's news to me. Do you like that? You like fight? I do. This uh, Jesse I, I Jess think, podcast now. Yeah, I think my, my problem with matching her up was that I couldn't find somebody, uh, who is both exciting and like where she is in the division right now. Cause she did lose her debut fight at Bantamweight to, to Panikian Zod, who, who's not like a world beater and she's on the edge of the top 15. So she's won two since then. So I thought she needed like another, like, you know, outside of the top 15 person in order to then, you know, warrant a fight with somebody like Julia Vila or Macy Chason or something like that. So, if she went in there and beat Stephanie Ager, that's probably the right level of matchmaking for her right now. Yep. All right. Bantamweights, you're up. Um, so for Bantamweights, this one was super easy. I had this one uh, penciled in even before I started. I want to see Sean O'Malley fight Adrian Yanez. Ah, very good. I don't yep. think there's a reason to explain why. <laughs> um, it's obvious. It is absolute fireworks and the most exciting striking match you could possibly make. I have O'Malley Cruz. Dominic Cruz because O'Malley's been uh, talking a lot of smack at him and this would be a good test. Is Dominic Cruz actually back, quote unquote back, or at least um, an elite fighter still? And can his sneaky style and weird footwork and defensive moves, how does that work against a much longer, younger striker? So that was my pick. We both had O'Malley, though. He's obviously the one, one to watch at Bantamweight. It's funny that we both picked him, too, because I don't know about you. I'm not, like, uh, especially in terms of how the general public is with Sean O'Malley, I am not, like, crazy hyped on Sean O'Malley. I'm not, like, one of those people who thinks, like, O'Malley is the second coming of Christ or, like, you know, like he's going to be the greatest Bantamweight champion of all time. I think he's a fun striker, but that's pretty much it. But when I thought about what I would like to watch in that division, it was, like, I like, I really like watching Adrian Yanez box. And like, there is a guy who is essentially ranked right around the same number in that division who happens to be also really exciting to box. Um, yep. I, I do think you, you brought up a good point though. Like figuring out how he does against a guy like Cruz, who's really defensively sound typically and does, has a lot of movement might actually tell us more about what, uh, Sean O'Malley can do than Adrian Yanez would. Because Adrian Yanez is going to stand in front of you and hit you and let you hit him. And, you know, he's good defensively, but not like, you know, defense isn't his first thought, which, it, you know, Cruz is. 
Plus, Cruz is probably going to go in there and try to wrestle uh, O'Malley quite a bit, whereas I think Inez would throw with him. So uh, I think your your fight would definitely answer more questions about Sean O'Malley, but Yanez yeah. uh, would be probably closer to a fight of the year candidate. All right, Lions, go. I think O'Malley comes in as a favorite in both of the fights, yeah. um, probably just because of the name value again. I, I think that's really important. Um, I'm going to say a much larger favorite against Adrian Yanez, uh, who's lower ranked in the division and hasn't fought anybody like him. I'm going to say O'Malley comes in at like negative 225, 230 against him. And I would say against Cruz a little bit lower, but probably still like negative 165, 170 for him um, as a pretty large favorite. Um, because I, I think the public loves betting on Sean O'Malley. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm hoping some of these fights actually happen to see how good you are at picking lines. Because you, normally you're pretty good. Uh, I remember you had a stretch there where you were really crapping the bad damn, but, but then I, uh, you normally, you're pretty spot on with your, with your um, line making, right? I'm, I'm not bad. Um, there's once in a while, like, especially with um, when, when the name value creeps in and, like, really yeah. throws things off. Like, I remember we did it one time. We were talking about uh, fights that were coming up, and I thought, was it Overeem? I was like, the name value of Overeem will drive right. this number up. And I was like, I could not be more wrong. Like, nobody gave two craps, uh, and he came in as a, a dog in there. But uh, yep. there, So there's once in a while it's hard for me to read the public like that. Um, O'Malley's a lot easier to read the public on. Um, he's a as lot yes. easier to read the public on. Yep. Yes, indeed. Um all right, before we move on, PropSwap. We are brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports, bets, NFL playoffs around the corner, and PropSwap has the best odds in Super Bowl futures. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair and then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors just like yourself. Use a promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will double it up to 500 bucks. Double the cash means double the odds. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale. And thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find the best odds and features, props, and parlays. Last week, Joe from Sacramento purchased a Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl ticket at odds of 8-1. to one, And then Sportsbooks were only offering it at 5-1. to one. So if you're not using PropSwap, then you are missing out. And we all have FOMO. So get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. And Dan told you to buy futures on the Cowboys, correct? Yeah, buy futures on the Cowboys and the Bulls. Uh, yes, and the Bulls. The Bulls are actually almost totally back healthy for now until the next wave of whatever the next wave of of COVID is called. Um, Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash up for gift cards when your bet hits. When your bets hit, excuse me, because you're going to hit on more than one bet, plural, and even help raise money for charity along the way. They're a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community with a slick app, which is fun to use. And another reason we do love using it is they offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in some prop bets on Better Fantasy. Plus, an added bonus. If you can get your entire league to join Better Fantasy, they'll give the league $150 gift card to get a sick-ass trophy from trophysmack.com. It's totally free to play. Download today for your iPhone or Android. Check them out, betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, fantasy.com slash S-G-P-N. All right, we did Bantamweights. Off to Featherweights. I think I'm first here, right? Um, you are first. All right, I'm going for fireworks. Giga Chikese, 
Korean zombie, Chan Sung Jun, for obvious reasons. It would be a uh, bonkers fight, and it probably could be a number one contender fight. So there you go. I can't believe how many people we have gotten the same of. We, we've only matched one matchup, but we have so yep. many of the same fighters. I also have Giga. Um, Giga is can't miss MMA He's actually all the fighting time. the next card, though. So. Yeah, and he's fighting on the next card. And should he get through Calvin Cater, I would love to see him. And, and granted, I know it's not going to happen because I know where the matchmaking is going right now. I want to see him fight Max Holloway. Um, yep. I, I like the Korean Zombie one, too. I see that. I actually think Giga would do damage on the feet to, to Korean Zombie quite a bit. Whereas I think, man, the way Max has put it on a couple of people in a row... I don't know where Giga stands as far as striking with Max Holloway. Whereas against Korean Zombie, I think he's got the advantage. Now, he would have to fend off the wrestling, and it would be a weird style matchup that way. But I think Max and Giga would just box, and my goodness, would it be just absolute chaos. So, yep. yeah, I'm going with Giga versus Max. Um, and I think... Uh, I'll beat you to your own question. I think Max yes. comes in as a pretty big favorite there, like negative 200, especially given how bad he's beaten up a couple of people in a row. He beat up Yair. He beat up uh, – yep. man, Giga could fight Yair too, and that would be fun as hell. Um, yep. But given that he's beaten up Yair and uh, Cater back-to-back, granted, if, if Giga went in there and beat up Cater the, the, on January 15th, this number might come in a little closer. But I'd say negative 200 for Max. I actually think Giga would come in as the favorite over Korean Zombie. Uh, yeah, I think so. Although, again, name value there. Giga, for some reason, is not building a name despite the fact he's, like, styling on people on their feet and knocking them out with body kicks and shit. Um, but, like, the name value might make that close. But I'd say, like, Giga negative 120 in that one, um, especially if he goes in and beats the hell out of Cater. Um, but regardless, yeah, like, both of these matchups, I, I think our answers say it all. Like, Giga is the one to watch right now at, at yep. Featherweight, and it's it's not close. Like, he is the most fun person to watch. Yeah, this is uh, inadvertently doubling as a one-to-watch um, episode because basically we're hitting on, like Dan said, a lot of the same people in every weight class. And the people we're hitting on are basically the ones you want to watch. So, obviously, Strawweight, we, we nailed the same fight there. But Menon Firo, um what uh i guess we didn't have the same in flyweight uh sean o'malley giga chikese lightweights uh, obviously uh charles Oliveira wants to fight conor mcgregor at usc 274 so obviously we're both on board for that fight right if, if that was your pick i'd sincerely be mad <laughs> probably <laughs> contemplate hanging up i'm mad that that's a thing but then i'd have to edit the episode back together from when we called back so i'm not going to do that uh but i am mad that you brought it up because Look, he's saying that, but I think he's saying that mostly in a way that, like, he does want to get his money fight. Like, I I know we blame these fighters for being like, oh, they're only after money. You're right. They're after money. It's their fucking job, job, dude. (laughs) Like, like, it's the same thing people say when, like, they say to to writers, oh, you just – you wrote that article because it would get clicks. Yeah, that's what I fucking get paid for. Like – and if the title is misleading and it's shitty, like, okay, call me out that, like, my article did not deliver on the title that I gave you. That's clickbait. I know people like to call everything clickbait. But if it's legitimately what the fighter told me in an interview, and I wrote it into an article, and you're like, you're just trying to get clicks. Yes, I am fucking trying to get clicks, and they are trying to fight other people for money. 
That's literally our jobs. So, uh, yeah, yep. good for him for getting a money fight if that's what he wants. However, I hope before that fight he beats Justin Gage. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. The, the, uh, I don't think any of those fights are our lightweight pick because we're actually getting um, – hopefully we're getting Gage and Oliveira. Um, what is your pick for lightweight? Is it my turn? It is your turn. I'm taking two of my favorites, and I've kind of betrayed myself uh, in all of those lighter weight fights that I've picked so far, and I've almost gone striker versus striker in just about all of them. Um, and, and as you know, I am not a – that's not my favorite kind of MMA to watch. So no. in the next three divisions, I have for you nonstop grappling fun. Um, and the one I'm going to pick for uh, lightweight is recent winner, Matthews Gamrot. And I want to see him fight Gregor Gillespie. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, that's like, a very good pick, too, yes. Yeah, because, like, that one, it answers so many questions. Like, can Gregor Gillespie use that suffocating grappling game against somebody else who is a fucking damn good grappler? And if he can't, can he strike with somebody like Gamrot, who is a mean-ass striker, too? And granted, we haven't seen much of it in the UFC, but he is damn good striking. Also, can Gillespie take it to the ground and avoid submissions from a guy who is really good at submissions? Because um, he hasn't really had to face that either. I, I think it tells us so much about both fighters, and it's going to really elevate one of the top grappling prospects in this division. Because, like, that's it. They're both huge grapplers. So, yep. um, I heard you say Ding Ding. Did you have Gamrot yep. as well? Matias Gamrot. Uh, I do have him. Tony Ferguson. Ah. Yeah. Another. Interesting grapple fight, um, and we'll see if Tony Ferguson, Ferguson is still um, worthy of keeping around or not. And I, a bigger I, name, bigger name for Gamrot to to beat. Yeah, I think as far as like what the UFC should be trying to do with Gamrot, um, which is is you know he he's not a young guy. I mean, I think he's right. in his his early thirties because he spent a lot of time in KSW. He's got twenty pro fights under his belt already, or more than that. I think, like, that makes much more sense from the UFC's standpoint, like, to propel him to the top of the division. Plus, if he can't get by Tony Ferguson, you know, he wasn't going to make it up there anyway. So it, it's, like, a fun fight to get him to where they're going. But as far as, like, in-cage excitement, I think Gamrock Gillespie would be way more fun to watch. Yep. But I think yours makes more sense as far as, like, divisional um, situations. Um, yep. Now, as far as... Yep. Uh, lines. I think Gamrock comes in as a slight favorite over Tony Ferguson. I think the whole betting community right now is fading Tony Ferguson. Um, I think you could you could uh, book him with basically a newbie to the division right now, and I think he'd still come in as a dog. Um, and I think it's just because that's people have have decided he's washed to the point where he can't survive. Um, which I don't think is necessarily true. He is not himself anymore, but. Um, I'm going to say Gamrot, ever so slight favorite, negative 120 over Tony Ferguson. And I'm going to say all Gillespie. over that line. Yeah, I would be too. Um, and I actually think Gillespie comes in as a favorite over oh. Gamrot. Um, probably at the same tune, like negative 120-ish. Um, yep. It's a pretty close line. But, um, yeah, I, I think Gillespie a slight favorite over Gamrot. And I think, believe it or not, I actually think I'd take Gregor Gillespie to beat Gamrot. Um, oh, interesting. Just because I, I think his wrestling's better. I think people sleep on just how good of a wrestler Gillespie is. And I think people also just remember the fucking uh, head kick from Kevin Lee yep. and, like, are going to write him off forever. on 
that's like a once in a lifetime shot right there. And the dude has avoided damage from some other really tough dudes. So, um, yeah, I think I'd take Gillespie, but uh, it, it at least makes you think, which is the fun aspect of this. Exactly. All right, Walter Waits. Hamzat, Chimayev, Colby Covington. Okay. You're kidding. That's exactly what yep. I took. Yep. All right, Dan's going to explain to you why. But obviously yep. it's I'll, – I'll, I'll explain quickly. Um, obviously a massive task for Chimayev. Um, both guys are strong everywhere. While they're actually probably stronger, uh, in, both in grappling, they, they both can handle themselves on their feet. Covington just brings it to you, as does uh, Chimayev. And, yeah, that's it. And plus, it, uh, if if Covington gets beat up, I wouldn't mind that. So, yeah, and I'm not. Uh, this is the one I said you'd be shocked that I picked it, but it sounds like you're not shocked that I picked it because okay. I don't like Kobe Covington. I'm not a fan of Kobe Covington. Uh, I actually don't even find his style all that aesthetically pleasing, um, except for when people force him to like backpedal and in fight on his horse and like like his fight with Robbie Waller was not fun to watch um I was cage side for that fight and not it was not fun to watch his fight with Usman when Usman brings the the heat to him and he has to fight like somewhat defensively he's more fun to watch and then you see him dive on his wrestling and and go to that like almost in desperation mode and like that's fun to watch and I think Chimiev would do that which is really 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 fun it's so crazy because I'm also, like I said about Sean O'Malley, not one of those guys who's like, give me Kamzat Chimiev for the title. He's the greatest fighter who ever lived. And like, is he good? Yeah, he's definitely good. He's proven me wrong more than once about how good he is. But uh, I think this would be the perfect style matchup to answer a lot of questions about how good is his wrestling, how good is his defensive wrestling, all of those things. And again, I will just say really quickly, it pained me not to pick a fight with Sean Brady in it. Yeah. Um, but again, yep. I I just kind of like I, I got my Sean Brady fight that I wanted. I wanted Sean Brady versus Michael Chiesa, and I got it. So now I'm kind of in this weird limbo with like, what next for Sean Brady? That would be fun. I kind of thought him versus Luke or him versus Gilbert Burns, but uh, I don't know. He he showed kind of a couple of weaknesses against uh, Chiesa that make me worry about those fights. So I went with this one. This one seems like the most exciting thing I could watch right now. For sure. I I think Hamzat um, is going to be probably the favorite. Yeah. People vote on Hamzat. Or people bet on Hamzat. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, probably not huge, though, because Colby no. does have a pretty large fan base in his own right. And uh, he's coming off a really good fight with Usman, um, despite having lost that fight again. Um, pretty obviously he lost that fight. Like, it's not even like people were surprised he lost or idiots on um, – the internet were like, oh, he actually won four. No, like the, everybody knew he lost, including Colby. Um, but like, it was still a good fight. So I think people would be around him enough to, to keep the line under negative 150. Like, I don't think it hit negative 150 for Kamza. I think it'd be in the like, negative 130s and 40s. Um, yeah. But I think I'd pick Kamza. Yeah, I think I would too. And to be clear, we are not fans of Colby Covington, despite us. I guess wanting to see him fight. Apparently, yeah, maybe like, this is saying something about us that we don't know, Dan. I think I think inherently he is like like you watch those two fights with with Kamar Usman. He is the second best guy in this division clearly yep. right now, and I say that is a huge fan of Gilbert Burns. Like I love watching Gilbert Burns fight. I think Gilbert Burns is phenomenal. 
I think his jujitsu is insane. I talked to him a couple of times. He's like the nicest dude on the freaking planet. And I still don't think he's as good as Colby Covington, who I think is like a human turd. So like, um, yeah, like for some reason, his style must bring out something in people that is fun to watch. And like I said, he's, yep. he's good to watch against Usman. And I think Kamzat would bring out that same kind of version of him. Yes, sir. All right, middleweights, you're up. All right, so I told you I went grappling versus grappling for three straight. I'm going to take yep. the other patron saint of the podcast, Gerald Mirjart third. Oh, yes. yes. And I'm going to put him in there with Andre Muniz. Oh, interesting. And here's why I like those two. Mirjart has now won three fights in a row this year. Yep. Uh, he's not in my top 15 in the middleweight division, but – Judging by the fact that he was the only middleweight who fought this last week, and he won, and the ranking shifted, uh, which to me says somebody threw some votes his way, which caused the rankings to shift a little bit. So right. he's getting votes. Muniz is in the, the top 15. He is a beast. Um, but both of them are grapple-first guys. Uh, yep. I think Muniz is quite a bit better. But I would really like to see him against somebody who has, like, a similar grappling style as him. Because the other thing about Mirshard is Mirshard's comfortable off his back, which Muniz is also comfortable off of his back. Um, so, like, it's, like, a weird style matchup for me. I think Muniz wins it, but I also like just, like, what it would force Muniz to do. Yeah, I think Muniz wins it also. Uh, my pick is mean. I have uh, Chris Curtis, <laughs> uh, Chris Curtis knocking out Chris Weidman. Oh, I like that one. You know, I almost picked Chris Curtis versus uh, Kelvin Gastelum for the yep. same exact reason. Like, because I'm – like, that dude – Chris Curtis. This could turn into a Chris Curtis podcast if you want to. It could. Chris that could be Cur- another spinoff. Chris Curtis knocked out two guys who were in the top 15 at some point in time in their life. They weren't when he knocked them out, but he – what they weren't – like, both Brendan Allen and Phil Hawes have been ranked. He knocked both of them out viciously in both cases and like wasn't in the UFC as of like like July he was retired in 2020 like he went one in three in PFL and now we're talking about him like being a clear-cut favorite over former champion Chris Weidman or Calvin Gaslam former title challenger who gave Israel Adesanya like his best fight ever yep I know very strange isn't it all right uh Give us lines, Dan. I think Curtis would actually be a favorite against Weidman now. Uh, yeah. I, I think what we've seen out of him the first two times, people are going to come in on him the next time. Maybe not a large favorite, but maybe like negative 150. Um, yep. Mooney's massive favorite over Gerald Mearshart. Yeah. Nobody trusts yeah. Gerald Mearshart. Nope. Um, even after winning a bunch of fights, uh, I'm going to say negative three-something. Uh, we'll say 325 for, for Mooney's in that one. Yep, that is the Gerald Mearshart Mier- way uh, for sure all right uh before we get to the last two weight classes let me tell you about SoBet. so when is sports betting become so rigid sports betting is meant to be social when i picture betting i picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy so bet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform so bet is changing the game with their new product head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself through their fully functioning and free web application you can access a demo of their app which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text. 
QR codes and links, among other methods. No money is transacted on the app, and it is purely competitive. Next time you're with friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch, go to SoBet.io, and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want, as long as somebody is on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io slash SGPN today to join the revolution. And don't forget, like I told you earlier, prize picks. Take the picks Dan gave you. Run over to prizepicks.com. Get signed up today. Get a 100% deposit match. Deposit bonus, excuse me, using promo code SGP. And if you're, if you haven't already, the SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play. Gives you access to all our picks. You get notifications when our podcast drops in case for some strange reason you're not uh, subscribed to our feed, MMA Gambling Podcast feed, which you should be. So you can get us second we drop our podcast. Uh, anyhow, the app will let you know when we drop whole bunch of stuff always having contests giveaways make sure you grab our app and give us a awesome review because we obviously deserve it all right um light heavyweight who did i pick here um i picked a fight that's probably gonna happen i want to see glover to share a defense title against yuri blakovitz because blakovitz is uh not blakovitz that's beyond blakovitz yuri prochaska he hasn't fought in so long i forgot his last name yeah, I want to see Yuri versus Glover. It's another like style versus style matchup, and Yuri is just one of those lovable weirdos that uh, I attached myself to. Yeah, I love Yuri too, and I almost picked uh, Yuri, and then I went to go pick an opponent, and I almost picked Yuri Ra- uh, Rakic, um, yeah. which I think would be really fun. And then I almost picked Yuri versus Glover, but my problem with that is I really think Yuri is just going to hurt Glover in such a violent way. Um and it's going to be sad. Um, so I didn't pick that. Instead, I went further down the division to one of my personal favorite fighters to watch right now, and that is Dustin Jacoby. Uh, has slowly become one of my favorite light heavyweights to watch, and I think maybe the most underrated light heavyweight in the UFC right now. Like this, how he's like undefeated in five fights and not ranked, um, which is sort of shocking to me. And I'm going to put him up against recent winner Jamal Hill. Um, who you notoriously hate how he spells his name. Um, Jamahal. Jamahal Hill is uh, – the dude's really exciting to watch lately. Like, he knocked out Jimmy Crew, which clearly is worth something. So I'd like yep. to see him in there with another striker. And uh, while I went grappling for the last three divisions, I do think when you get to light heavyweight, you want to see some dudes throw leather. So Dustin Jacoby's like technical style versus Jamal Hill's like a little bit more like brawler um, plotting type boxing, I think makes for a fun fight. So uh, yep. I, I picked that one. Yes, uh, works for me. Do you think Glover Yuri is going to happen next? I do, and I think Glover is going to be an underdog and a pretty sizable yeah. one too. Um, right. Give me a, like a line. I'll say negative two hundred um, on All Yuri. Right. Um, and I, to be honest, I think I'd bet Yuri at that number. Because um, while I like Glover yep. and he's clearly out of resurgence and, you know, insert reason to believe in the underdog here, uh, Yuri is different. Um, he he's like a young, lot different than Black. Yeah, yeah, and he's, he's more dynamic, right? Like, like Jan is like a tight – throws tight hooks and, and punches from the inside – Whereas Yuri will hit you with something from seven miles away after he spun yep. 16 times. And I don't know that Glover's ready for that. So, yeah, I, I'm going to say I'll take Yuri. I think that fight's going to happen in, like, April. 
Um, because okay. when Glover won, he did mention he was looking for like three or four months off before he got back into a training camp. Because hey, he's forty something, so he might need some extra time. Um, and for my fight, I think uh because he's had the more devastating knockouts, Jamal Hill comes in as the favorite in that one. Probably not too big, but probably still in the like negative one seventy five range. Um. I don't know who I would take in that one, but uh, I think Hall or Hill rather Hill would be the uh, the favorite in it. All right, very very good. All right, we are going to wrap it up in heavyweight, and we're going to go with uh, Daniels first. So go right ahead, Mr. Daniel Gumby Vreeland. So for me in this one, we had to it had to be chunky guys, right? Or else we couldn't do it on this show, right? That's true. I didn't pick a chunky guy, though. I'm sorry. I didn't. You picked zero chunky guys? No, no. Oh, man. There's something Oh, yeah. Wrong. No, excuse me. What am I saying? Yeah. Yes, I did. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I was going to have a forgot. So, again, I, I'm going to say real quick because I have a favorite fighter in this division, and I felt bad for not taking him. So, I'm going to throw up Alexander Romanov's name in there. Didn't get Romanov in because I couldn't just find the right matchup to be like, yes, this is 1,000% the fight I want. And instead, I went for the recency bias. Hard. Uh, yeah. I took Derek the Black Beast Lewis because let's let's face it. At this point in time, that dude is appointment viewing. At that this point in time, you like fucking can't stop watching. And uh, I put him in with another chunky guy who I want to see just throw power punches his way nonstop. And that's Ty Bam Bam Tuivasa, who is yeah, slowly putting I together that one. Who's slowly putting together an amazing resume at heavyweight. Uh, he's the resurgence of his career is great. We mentioned on Sunday's show that we think Derek Lewis should probably just like be the guy to to turn away young prospects until he's put two or three together and then gets another title shot that he probably won't cash in on. Um, and I think Tuivasa is like the right kind of guy for him to fight. Uh, you know, I mentioned on Sunday too that I'd like to see him fight Aspinall or something like that. But I think Tuivasa would be a lot of fun, and as far as this show is concerned, got to have them chunky guys. So I actually yep. think I know who you have uh, Derek Lewis fighting. Okay, go. Can I, can I guess? You go first. It, it, it's John Jones, right? No, I was thinking that, but no. Ah. no. Uh, screw John Jones. But, yeah, I was considering that. I want to see him fight Stipe. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Does Stipe still have a chin? Uh, I want to see Stipe. Like, Stipe doesn't fight that often because it's almost like he has another career outside the cage. But, yeah, I want to see the two of them fight and uh, see what happens. Yeah, and – would try to wrestle him, and, yeah, it would be, be interesting to see if Lewis could do his patented just get back up trick off a guy like Stipe, and it's interesting to see if Stipe could handle uh, how hard Lewis cracks. Yeah, that would be an interesting one. They actually fought uh, as the main event in the co – no – Yes, did they fight on this? Oh, no, sorry, I'm thinking of the wrong wrong one. They fought back-to-back cards at one point in time. Um, okay. I, like, went to some cards at one point in time that were really close together. It was right around the time Derek Lewis fought Shamil Abdurkahimov, which I went and saw. Yep. It was the main event, and it was bad. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, that would be a fun fight, and it's one of those ones where we could break it down really simply. Steve A is faster. Uh, Stipe's a better boxer. Stipe's got way better cardio. Stipe's a better wrestler. And doesn't I'm not matter. sure that any of it matters. <laughs> doesn't matter. He's not more explosive, and he doesn't hit harder. So that's uh, but here's what Lewis my, going from. Here's my question about why I liked the fight with Tai Tuivasa. Yep. Does Derek Lewis hit harder than Tai Tuivasa? Yeah. 
I mean, maybe, but but it's close. Mingano's the only one I would say hits harder than him at this point. But yeah, it's close. And Tui Vasa would use kicks, which Lewis has issues with. It seems he doesn't like being hit lower body at all, or yeah. anywhere like below the chin. He, he's not a fan of being hit. So I think Tui Vasa would be able to implement uh, a game plan like that. Yeah, so I think it would make for a, a fun fight, nevertheless, and a chance to just, like, take the star that they clearly have in Tai Tuivas, right? Because Tai Tuivas is yep. a fucking star at this point. Yep. Like, it would take that star and just, like, fucking shoot it into outer space. Although, I will say this about Tai Tuivasa. I think they need to slower play him in all actuality. Like, if you're marketing him, he is, if I'm not mistaken – the youngest heavyweight they have signed. Did you know really? that? Yeah. I, like, I knew he was young. Yeah, yeah because when uh, – I thought about this the other day because when we went to go do um, – you remember when we did the, the best fighters under 30? Yep. Uh, the, oh, no, so there is one 25. younger. There is one younger than him. Was it 25? Yeah. It was – yeah, so it was fighters under 25. And we we're like, yeah, the, the UFC currently doesn't have a, a – a fighter under 25 in heavyweight, which is true. The only one who they had who was close was Sergei Spivak, who's 26. So Spivak, right. I believe, is the only fighter who is younger than Tai Tuivasa at heavyweight. Yep. Tuivasa's 28. It's true. He's been around for four years already, though. So very, very good. That reminds me, we should do a, since we have a bunch of episodes that we need um, stuff for, we should do a best oldest fighter. Uh, list like we did for oh the yeah it, in it, honor of glover but i don't know what age we we make the cut off that i think if we if we made it 40 we wouldn't have very many people to, you'd, to choose you'd, from, so. you'd probably have to make it different at every age division or every uh yeah, weight true. division right because yeah. like a a 35 year old flyweight is exceptionally old <laughs> whereas yeah, maybe like, make it like the, yeah 35 for lightweight and, and under and then maybe like who knows, like 40 for, for the other weight class, something like that. We we can we can hammer it out. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to hammer it out on air. <laughs> no, well, that is our style, though. All right, um, pick, pick lines and winners for these fights. I bet you're picking against Lewis in both these fights. Um, no, I, I actually think I'd probably uh, – I would, I would definitely pick him over Tai Tuivasa. Uh, I yeah. think Tuivasa gets hit too much. He would also come in as a huge favorite, though, and it might tempt me to bet on Tuivasa. Um, yeah. Because Lewis comes in in that fight at negative 300. It, easy. Um, I I have no idea where people would line Derek Lewis versus Stipe Miocic. Yeah. Um, because Stipe doesn't fight very much, so I have, like, a small amount of sample size. And for a while, he looked fucking unbeatable. And in his last fight, he looked very beatable. Um, so I don't know where they would line that one. And I think I'd take Stipe... But I'm not positive. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I'd pick Stipe. I think I'd pick yeah. Stipe to pretty much do to Derek Lewis what he did the first time he fought Francis Ngannou. Um, yep. Which is fight very smart, very safe, and shoot an ass load of takedowns. Um, and I think he'd be more careful than uh, Curtis Blades shooting in and safer shooting in than, than Curtis Blades would be. So... I think I'd pick Stipe, but I think I'd pick Derek Lewis over Tai Tuivasa. Um, and I'm going to actually say, now that I think about it, I think Lewis would come in as a favorite in both. What would the line be for the, the Stipe one, you think? A lot closer. Like, uh, we'll say yeah. just barely above a pick Yeah. Very, very good. All right, we did it. We made it through all of it, just as 
I hear chaos kicking off outside the door, so that's probably a good time to put it to bed. Um, fun exercise, Dan. If people have other stuff similar to this or any ideas they would like us to uh, to do in upcoming episodes, let us know. Uh, Jeff Fox writer on Twitter or Gumby Vreeland on Twitter or go into the SGPN Slack and hit us up in there. And uh, you can direct message us or uh, just join the conversation in, in the fights uh, channel in there. It's it's lots of lots of fun. Um, and subscribe to our uh, MMA Gambling Podcast feed, obviously. Read all our stuff, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Dan will have a uh, DFS lineup for you for Christmas Day. Um, do, that'll be interesting, Dan, doing NBA DFS. <laughs> I, and you'll yeah, probably want to write it in advance, too, because you don't want to have to do it on Christmas morning. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to do a little research ahead of time and then just like, man, dude, but the, the injury notifications and the COVID notifications yeah. are wilding. <laughs> yes. It's going to be interesting. So, and, you know, we got a bunch of goodness over there in NFL, of course, and college football and college basketball and everything, actually. Um, and then MMA, actually, the Sports Daily slash MMA-Manifesto.com is the, the best way to – actually, the SportsDaily.com slash MMA-Manifesto or just Google the MMA Manifesto to find us on our MMA site. Um, and if you celebrate Christmas, have a lovely Christmas, and we'll be back to you on Boxing Day in Canada – uh, with who know maybe we'll just talk about Christmas and, and what we what presents Santa brought us. Um, unless you guys give us a good a good topic to talk about. If not, that's all we're gonna do. We're gonna do ad reads and we're gonna talk about presents. Sound good? <laughs> it's a nice threat. <laughs> it is. Um, that'll do it. Merry Christmas, Dan. Merry Christmas to you and yours. I'll have to um, I'm gonna have to quickly make some calls to cancel the presents I was having come to Dan's house because he. <laughs> Let me know now. He does not like presents, so hopefully they don't mind returning live uh, live animals. But um, hopefully <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes. So take us home, Dan. All right, I'm Dana Gibby Freeland. He is Juicy Jeff Fox or nope, Raw Dog. I'm not. He's, he's, he's Raw Dog Jeff yes, Fox. I'm Raw Dog, and we will catch you on Boxing Day. 